Today on Lockdown Red Wings, what do you do with Villahuso now that he's back from injury? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And uh, before we get into the episode in which we're going to talk about Billy Huso's inevitable return here, he's back with the club, but he's out due to illness for the game against Ottawa. But he'll be back with uh, with the team fully for good uh, on the other side of the all-star break. We'll talk about his role and we'll also talk about Patrick Kane nearing his return as well before previewing the Ottawa Senators. But before we get to any of that, first of all, Scotty, happy Wednesday. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, Cold Keith contract extensions, but most of my, that and, and a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, stuff for the Detroit news has been my day the last uh, two days. So it's been a fun week. Well, let me ask you this. Not to make this locked on Tigers, but just checking the pulse because we talked a little bit about this. They said that he's still going to have to earn the second baseman position like any other second baseman would have to. Yeah. But based on our conversations, it feels like he doesn't really have much competition. You think that's just a you think that's just a quote for quote's sake? <laughs> I would be stunned if he was not the opening day second baseman. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know where you where you lied on that. That's where of I course, stand. And if people want to hear more about your opinion on the Colt Keith situation, check Scotty out over at Locked On Tigers. He does an excellent job. And who knows? Who, who would have guessed that when you don't have me, man? You're even better. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, I drag I you know. down. I drag <laughs> There's a lot down. of people that disagree with that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also, for a few more days, where the giveaway ends on Friday. Yeah. We're announcing the winner on Monday for the Michael Rasmussen Game You Stick giveaway. Reminder, this is for collectible use only. It is a shattered blade. Uh, not like shattered to pieces, but it's broken, too broken to play with. I mean, you can do whatever you want when you when you if you win it. But, I mean, my recommendation is to not play with it. Uh, and to enter, you just find our post on the YouTube community post. Uh, it's the most recent post on YouTube under the community tab. You just subscribe, comment, subscribe, and fill out the Google form. It's just four short questions, and you'll be entered to win. It's only available to U.S. customers, and you have to be 18 years or older to enter. But all that out of the way, Scotty, let's get into the episode. Uh, Vili Husso, as I let off the episode with, has returned from the, his AHL stint with the Grand Rapids Griffins. He had one conditioning start, shut out the opposing team. He was great in that one game, as I would hope he would be. And he's back with the team. Unfortunately, due to illness, he won't be backing up or starting on Wednesday against the Ottawa Senators, but when he does return in full and he's healthy at the at the other side of the All-Star break, what do you do with him? Because Alex Lyon, as we said in the, yesterday's episode with the crossover with Grind Line and uh, Daniela Bruce, that Alex Lyon's a top three goaltender in the league right now. Minimum 1,000 minutes played, he's got the third best save percentage in the league. So, Vili Husso, time and time again, has been named this team's starter from Derek Lalone's mouth, but he's also been known to ride the hot hand. So what do you do with Vili Husso on the other side of the all-star break? Yeah, man, I, um, 
<laughs> we'll we'll talk about it more than just like a one word answer or like a one phrase answer. Um, but there is zero justification for Alex Lyon not being this team's one A starter going forward. Um, and that's not like punting on Billy Huso. That's not saying that he can't come back from this injury and and show those flashes that he showed, you know, in the first month and a half, two months of last year. But there is zero justification. There is zero uh, reason. Uh, I don't want to use the word excuse. That almost has like a – but there's, there's zero justification for uh, if Huso comes back and he is like the primary 1A goalie on this team. I, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, and if it does, I would be absolutely stunned. Um, Alex Lyon is 1A. I do think that you will see more Lyon days off. Uh, you know, like this, we're at a point right now where Reimer has played like once in the last like month. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a change of pace from that. I, I don't think you're going to get as, uh, or you're going to get more rather Alex Lyon off days than, uh, we have and that we've been used to since, uh, since who so went down. But as far as like, who's one a and one B, uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be. A, a lion net with Huso just getting more opportunities than Reimer got, but still being the backup. Yeah. And I mean, now Alex Lyon has the most starts out of any goalie on the Red Wings because Vili Huso had 18 before going down with a yeah. save percentage of 893. Meanwhile, Alex Lyon in 20 games has a save percentage of 923. And I already said it, third best in the league. So, I mean, I'm right there with you, Scotty, that when it comes to Alex Lyon and Vili Huso, as much as this team wanted Vili Huso to be the starter. And I'm sure if Alex Lyon begins to waver, Vili Huso is going to get the opportunity for to, because sure. to, they're going to go with whoever is giving them the best opportunity to win. But for the last 20 games, without a doubt, it's been Alex Lyon. So I agree with you. I think that Vili Huso is, I don't even know if you say 1B. Like we always talk about a 1A, 1B situation in Detroit because we haven't had a prohibitive starter uh, in the net. But in the last 20 games, riding this hot streak. It's just been Alex Lyon. So I do think Vili Husso is going to be able to give Alex Lyon more breaks so that we don't ride him into the ground. Yeah. But I mean, so you might see Vili Husso once a week, once every two weeks, if Alex Lyon is just crushing it. Um, But what, what else is there to say, right? Like with Alex Lyon playing as well as he is, there's not really... And you're gonna need you're gonna need to play Vili Huso to give him a chance to one get just continue to stay in game shape. We had this conversation a lot last year when they were rotating three goalies. At some point, somebody's gonna have to play just because they need a game. But there's really no justification, as you put it, to playing another goalie when Alex Lyon, as long as Alex Lyon continues to be as good as he has been these last 20 games. Yeah, well, and you know, I, I think also a conversation can be shifted into. Uh, what we can expect from Huso, right? Like, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think most people are kind of on board of, you know, th this is going to be Lions net to lose even with Huso returning. But I, I do think that there is somewhat of mixed reviews. And I think that this is more of the, the mixed part of the conversation is what are we really expecting out of Huso? Are we expecting him to be like this guy that only plays when, uh, when Lyon needs a day off and if you can get like a decent performance out of him, you take it. Or are we more expecting like, Hey, at one point we thought this dude was th this team's goalie going forward. Maybe he can try to crawl his way back into that conversation. Um, 
uh, obviously it's much more beneficial if he just plays well, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's obviously a great problem to have. And like you, who, you know, who, who do you play each night? But um, I, I think something that we talked about on yesterday's show with the, the crossover meeting of minds is what they kept saying, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, and uh, one of the things that was brought up was the lack of high danger shots, right? Like we talked about that for a decent amount of time and, uh, but they give up a lot of low danger shots, the wings. They yeah. give up shots, period. They're just not high danger opportunities. And Lyon has proved that he can keep his head above water with that defensive strategy. He can save the low uh, the, the low danger opportunities. As long as the defense just prevents the high danger, Alex Lyon's going to have a good game more times than not, way more times than not. Huso with the weakness on the glove side and uh, I mean, just the kind of the inconsistencies, we over aggressiveness. We talk about at times as well, not nearly as bad as Ned was with over aggressiveness, but like he's having a good year by the way. Um, but it's uh, it, I, I think that that is a conversation more so even than, you know, like what, you know, who's going to be in that. I, you know, I think we kind of know it's more so what do you think Huso is going to look like and, and can this defensive strategy still uh keep Huso's head above water and, and keep him uh, kind of playing good hockey or is it uh, or the, is the the defense in front of him kind of suited for Lyon now? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand what you're going for here. And yeah, Billy Huso was prone to the softies, right? That's something we said a lot uh, back before he got injured. He was very prone to giving up soft goals and that hurt the Detroit Red Wings a lot. But something to keep in mind, too, and, you know, every single one of these advanced analytical websites has their own methodology, method, methodology, that was right, methodology about how they come up with these statistics. One of my favorites with goaltenders is goal saved above expected because save percentage, whether you like it or not, is a little bit of a team stat. Now, obviously, it's heavily influenced by a goalie's play as well, but you see if a goalie faces 16 shots and they shut it out like James Reimer shut out against the Devils. They were clearly weren't tested very hard. Meanwhile, you know, James uh, Alex Line faced 47 against Edmonton and gave up what three. So his still was fantastic, but it was heavily influenced by the team in front of him, not stopping a lot of shots. So I love goals saved above expected because it tries to find out um, in there how many goals this goalie was expected to have given up and how many more or less than that expected number did they save. An 8.93 save percentage for Vili Husso. He has a goal saved above expected of 2.57. So despite his play, whether or not, regardless of whether or not you think it's poor or stellar, I obviously side on the side of it was lackluster. He was, according to Evolving Hockey's numbers, still saving more goals than he should behind the defense that was in front of him. And that's something that has improved. We talked about right. it in yesterday's episode too. That's my point. This defense has better. is completely different than it was in November and October, right? This is a completely different defensive performance we're getting on night-to-night basis uh, from this team than we were before his injury. So I wouldn't be surprised, and nor should you guys, uh, you listeners out there, that if Vili Husso comes back, he bounces back to – league average which is right now 903 or maybe a hair above league average uh because the defense in front of him is playing better as long as he doesn't give up too many softies right but you know that that's probably we're probably overblowing or exaggerating the softie issue as it is anyways it was probably just it felt exaggerated because of everything else going wrong at the time so 
you know, I expect Villahusa to come back and be better than he was pre-injury just because the team in front of him is playing better hockey as well, assuming right. they carry over that play across the all-star break. But you and know, that's my thing, man. That's, I know we got to get to a break here, but like the, you know, then I know everybody is, is skeptical of Huso, and, and this is not like a proclamation or a prediction that he will be, you know, like, you know, really good or kind of bounce back or whatnot necessarily. Um, but it, it's just, you know, what if, what if he's solid and what if the defense has improved so much in the last two, two and a half months that he comes back and, uh, and, and is looking way better than he did before. And then, you know, you're a little more confident with two of the guys in that. I, I think there's a lot of good that can still come from this and a lot of hockey for Huso left to play in a winged wheel. And, um, I, I, I think that, uh, the upside of Huso playing well and Lyon remaining where he is and the defense remaining where they are is, is very fruitful. Absolutely. Uh, we're way overdue for a break. So we're going to head to our first break segment two. We're going to talk about Patrick Kane. He's nearing his return as well. Uh, he had also some very interesting quotes during media availability on Tuesday. So we'll talk all about that before getting to a preview of the Ottawa Senators. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about Jace. I know we come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of life, but unfortunately, Illness is a real thing. Billy Huso's suffering from the flu-like symptoms right now. It's been going around, going around the Red Wings locker room and around the NHL. It's just that time of the year. And according to the FDA, it may be one of the worst flu seasons in a decade. And that sucks. It really does. Um, but you can help yourself out by going to Jace. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. And that stuff, I mean, any of us can get sick at any given time. And you're around people, well, possibility of getting sick is right there. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and you'll and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Also got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate, except for probably everyone in the Metro Detroit area. That, that still stings. I'm getting better. The, the news that Ben Johnson has, is returning did brighten my day and make me a little bit more hopeful to next year. Next year's our year, right? Always next year. It's our year. It's our year. Dang right. um, just like FanDuel's your number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some Super Bowl bets. Because unlike the Lions, you can still grab a W in the Super Bowl with some smart betting. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end that season with that W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if you bet a, if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I tell you what, Scotty, I'm probably going to be looking into an anytime Christian McCaffrey touchdown uh, for that game. That guy's a beast, man. What a, right, wait, have what a fun with your minus 10,000 bet, dude. Have, have fun with your dime you make on 100 bucks. Oh, see, you 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 touched on it right there. When I gamble, I have this I have this philosophy called it's just a dollar. I <laughs> If I'm pretty sure anything's going to happen, I put just a dollar on it and – like for instance, the Pistons losing for a month straight, I put a dollar on minus two fifty odds that the Pistons were going to lose, and 
I was right, and I won like five cents, but that's a profit. That's five cents. That's a <laughs> nickel. Say, and after the month, you made eight dollars and thirty cents, and that was cool. That's it. you know what? That buys me a McChicken meal from McDonald's. So who's the real winner? Wow. Here? Just skip the wedding fund straight to McChickens. I'm sure Allison will love that. That's great. <laughs> There's some priorities here, right? And sure, I mean. Great. Have you had a sparkling water the other day too? Okay, so Patrick hey, Kane. Tell her that. I think I think we're going to talk about Patrick Kane here. Um, first off, uh, straight from his mouth after the break. Are you good? Yeah, yeah no, I'm listening. I'm, you're going. I'm listening. <laughs> straight from the break, um, or straight from the mouth of him. He said he's uh, he should be good to go after the break. That's obviously fantastic news. Means we won't see him. We're going to preview the game here in segment three, but um, that'll be uh, that's good on good timeline. Says that it's not the hip. Uh, says that he's upset that it's something else and that the hip is feeling as good as it feels and something else derailed him. But uh, hip is totally fine. All I, I think pretty much as good of news as we can expect, and it's straight from the source. So uh, feeling pretty good about it. Good Lord, just tell us what it is. Like, so I, I agree. not beating around the bush. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this team before he went down, because there's also this weird discourse going on on social media lately. And I'm not saying it's popular, but I've seen it a couple times here and there that it's strange that the Red Wings are playing better without Patrick Kane. Like, hold on, yeah. pause. They were 5-0-1. If you want to get technical, you can say 4-0-1 because he was injured early in the victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. But he, they were 5-0-1 before he got injured in the month of January and they've four and two cents. So that's just recency bias. People realizing he hasn't played in a couple of games. Now they're thinking that he was gone all of January. That's not true. Also, he leads the team. Granted sample size is a big thing. He's only played 19 games, but he leads yeah. the team in expected goals, four percentage. And yeah, that's not because of his defense, but that's because he's so dang good at possessing the puck. So let's pump the brakes on Patrick Kane's a problem because that is just not true. Uh, on the ice with this this Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> well, and then then people are going to come back too with like, oh, but when he first joined the team, they went on a massive skid in December, and he joined and everything. Okay, well, also they had key injuries to Comfer, Larkin. They lost Costin. They also lost. Uh, remember Petrie and Fisher ran into each other. They lost. Huso uh, and Lion. Like they and plus all those games in a short span, they had no time to practice. Like yeah, okay, they're. Your cor- correlation does not equal causation. Like there, there are two separate things going on here. Patrick Kane joined the team and the team went on a slump, but those are not correlated. So yeah. the team is going to be better when Patrick Kane rejoins the team after the all-star break. And I'm looking forward to that because in seven or 19 games, he already has seven goals and he has been insane on in the power play. He's been super good at possessing the puck in the offensive zone. He's going to make everything so much better. Everything that we already seen and love from him, he's just going to come back and do. And, I look forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, same, man. Uh, one of my – I know we got to <clears throat> get to the preview here after the break, but uh, I he had a quote where he said, uh, I think we'd be really tough to beat in seven, and that really got that got people fired up, baby. Already, he talked about the playoffs a little bit and just that the team's been playing well enough to put themselves in a position, like they're in the playoffs right now. But, yeah, he had a quote where he said, I think we'd be I, – I can find the exact quote, but – uh, he said, I think we'd be a tough out in a seven game series, to be honest with you, the way we're playing right now. So I just, I love uh, it. just, right. uh, it's a nice little quote to fire up, uh, fire up the fan base, fire up the boys in the locker room a little bit. Okay, and, wait, uh, wait, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Brian's ready to, uh, to get out on the ice and run through a brick wall. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Little, I, nice little quote there. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, the city is, uh, 
very much excited about that. But yeah. I just I didn't think he'd be this good. No one did. No one did. Oh so, no, not at all. Man. And they just he's, like I mean, yeah, we certainly didn't. The impact that he's had even in the locker room while he's been injured. Like obviously the Daniel Sprong effect's been talked about and they they asked him about that in the media availability mm-hmm. too. And he's like, I just like to talk hockey. He was he's he's like, I didn't like say anything in particular. He's like, We were just talking. I like to talk to Sprong about hockey, and that's where that advice arose from. And it's just like I, I think Dirk Lalone even mentioned it. Patrick Kane's getting more comfortable in the locker room as a leader too, and he's talking a lot more and he's giving his opinion a lot more, and it's just Man, having that veteran superstar presence, he might not be the player that he once was, like in his prime, but he's still really dang good, and he's one heck of a. You cannot be like one of the best players that we've ever seen and still be very valuable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So with Patrick Kane, I mean, oh yeah, they they said he could have played basically against Ottawa, but they are just and why not? The team's playing super well, right? Like give him the extra day and then you know extra game off to give him another eight days of time to recuperate there's no rush Ben Schrott I also believe yeah they've already confirmed he's out until after the all-star break but there's just with the team playing the way they are give them the time to rest no no qualms with that yep cool uh we're gonna take another quick break when we return we'll preview the game against the Ottawa Senators so stay tuned to segment three of Locked On Red Wings Scotty if you're like me you might be looking to uh drop a few pounds after a uh Listen, there was a ring put on her finger, and I stopped trying. I'll be honest. Man. I didn't go to the gym hardly at all last summer. I need Factor, bro. I need Factor. Uh, they, they're going to get my, my New Year's resolution on straight. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for the success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution and hopefully help me fit back into my suit come my wedding day in September because, Lord Almighty, I need it. Uh, Need special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week. That's a lot of meals, and they will cater to it. Or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep up. Keep me energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash lockdown NHL 50. Use code lockdown NHL 50 to get 50% off. That's code lockdown NHL 50 at factormeals.com slash lockdown NHL 50 to get 50% off. Lockdown NHL 50. You really wanted me to emphasize that for you guys. Uh, segment three locked on Red Wings podcast. Previewing the Ottawa Senators game, and I think a lot of people, you know, I think Red Wings fans are wise. I I do think that they have a good, most of them have good heads on their shoulders and that they understand that you can't, even though Ottawa is really struggling this season and since replacing B.J. Smith behind the bench, they have a league worst goals against, I think a four per game is their average, which is crazy. They are Uh, playing horrific defense and have the worst team save percentage in the entire NHL. And it's not like particularly close. Their team save percentage team 
is eight seven three. Yeah, and they're eighth in the division, and obviously they're, they're tied ready. for last in the conference. They're wow. tied. They have forty points on the season, which is tied for last in the East. Who are they tied with? Columbus. Uh yes. So I mean, this is a team that on paper should be an easy win for the Detroit Red Wings. But the point I was getting to is we're all wise. We understand that there's stakes when these two teams play. There's vitriol. So the Ottawa Senators are going to bring it to you. The Red Wings are 1-1-1 against the Senators so far this year. This is the final matchup between the two teams. And a win against the Senators would put the Red Wings in third place in the division heading into the All-Star break. And while, yes, that means literally nothing because anything can happen and you it doesn't mean you're going to make the playoffs, that'd be one hell of a morale boost to know that at Thanksgiving, you're in a wild-card spot. All-Star break, you're in a divisional seed. So this team, this game has stakes for the Detroit Red Wings, much like we talked about in the first game between these two teams early on in the season. It's it's kind of about banishing the, banishing the demons that this team had last year. This was the team that killed the Red Wings' playoff hopes. You derailed your season. Yeah, yeah. You be straight about it. Yeah. And while this te- the Ottawa Senators have taken a huge slide backwards, and I won't lie, I you kind of love to see it because there's been a lot of smack talk happening on social media about <laughs> the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings rebuild versus theirs. This is a team that's going to fight you to the death over the, these two points. So the Red Wings have got to come out prepared to play more so I would argue than almost any team that they've played this month, despite the fact that this is probably analytically the easiest team they're going to play this entire January, finish the month off strong, finish 10, two and one on the month. I mean, you, your fate is in your hand at that point. Everything is in front of you. Yeah. Wow. That got really inspirational there, man. Um, <laughs> fired. You're fired. <laughs> no, man. I mean, this is, again, this is the team that has the least amount of points in the East. They have the fourth fewest amount of points in the entire NHL. Only the Ducks, Sharks, and Hawks have fewer points on the year than, on the, like you said, they're tied with Columbus. Um, this is a team that is already facing like internal turmoil just like earlier in the year with, with, uh, you know, firings and now trade deadline looming. People are talking about them going, you know, how hard of sell mode do they really go into? Do they try to run it back again next year? Um, There's a lot of things around this franchise that are happening. And uh, you know that it's all going to get put on pause for uh, a game against the rival, right? It, It almost gives you, kind of the same feeling that like college football rivalries give you where it's like, it doesn't really matter the record of either team. Like, you know, it's going to be a, a dog fight, you know, it's going to be a close hockey game. And um, I, I hope that the wings go out there and, and punch them in the mouth. And, and like you said, this is a, a team that bullied you and pretty much, I mean, for lack of a better term, ended your season last year. And like, they, they really, uh, you know, metaphorically did. And you, have a chance to to really keep this hot streak going. And also with it being the last game before the break, you can just go, you know, all to the wall here. You, you can really just go, you know, leave everything out on the ice. Uh, you, you get a little banged up. You, you, you know, run d- the, the tank down to empty. You know what you got, you got eight days to, uh, to get back on the horse there. So uh, I think this is a great opportunity to go into the all-star break with a really, what will likely be a high tension, you know, physical, uh, emotional win and uh, and finish off this fantastic month with yet another great win.
I mean, this is a team that across the season, which is a little unfair. So I'll filter this by the last, let's say, 20 games or 10 games instead, because if you do the whole season, that's basically two different hockey teams with the way that they're coached. Um, The Ottawa centers in the last, their last 10 games. Let's see, where do they rank? They were 11th beforehand, but I didn't want to say that. And of course, now I can't find them. Let me control F this thing, hack mode. Um, They are whole, get ready for this guys. They're second in the league in Corsi four percentage in the last 10 games. So this is a team that despite all the, Poor defense and the the lackluster goaltending. They still generate a lot of shot attempts. They're but, five three and two in their last ten. But the Red Wings, Scotty, as you so aptly put it earlier in the game or in the episode, rather, the Red Wings give up a lot of low danger shots, and they're probably going to be willing to give those up to the Ottawa Senators if they can keep the high danger chances to the outside and help insulate Alex Lyon inside their own slot. So, you know, this is a team that's beatable. You just can't let them get inside your head. That's really what it comes down to. You're a better hockey team than the Ottawa Senators this season. And and they have nothing to lose, and you have everything to lose. And that's like a really scary position to be in when you play, uh, 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 again, a a rival, for for lack of a better term. Uh, When you you play somebody that you know is going to be that, like, high-intensity, high-emotional game, you – um, it's always, always nerve wracking when they can just, you know, they, they got nothing to lose, uh, for better or for worse. So, um, but again, this is a team that actually like quite literally has not been able to keep the puck out of the net for all the entirety of the season. They've been play, playing porous defense. They do score goals, uh, which, you know, you alluded to there and, uh, they they have decent like goal scoring numbers individually and as a team, um, but their special teams it has been bad. Their defense has been bad. Their goaltending has been awful, uh, and the Red Wings absolutely should win this hockey game. Yeah, so let's go get them. <laughs> I mean, simply put, like that. I mean, you want to go into the All Star break on a high note, finish the month strong, beat a beat a pretty big rival at home and just go to the all-star break riding that high and come out on the other side swinging. Absolutely. That's really all there is to it. So anyway, Scotty, any final thoughts, my man? Um, I feel like my lights are running bright today, man. I feel like I'm way paler than I even usually am. And like, obviously I'm pale, but like, I think you look fine. I think some, some white lights. I mean, goodness gravy. I was okay. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's great, man. You just put like a floodlight directly on your face. That's great. Um, Make those baby blues sparkle. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's it. We ball. Cool. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Recapping this game, heading into the All-Star break. Oh, I'm going to miss recapping games. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.